You are listening to a Nerd Room Podcast, a member of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Be sure to check out more from the Star Wars Commonwealth on the web at StarWarsCommonwealth.com and take your first steps into a larger world. Hey everyone and welcome to the Nerd Room where we talk all things comics and movies. This is episode number 65. We're discussing the latest Star Wars news and the final Wonder Woman trailer. I'm Ronnie Rose Tim. I'm Troy. And I'm Sanjay. How you guys been? Yeah, we're doing good. Doing yeah, good. It's you... been a nice week for uh, comic and Star Wars and DC. Definitely DC. Yeah, DC's holding it down it. right now. Yeah, everyone's yeah. been doing good. I like this, you know. The more stuff people do good, the more everyone, you know, enjoys it. Yeah, the flourishing of the cinematic universe. Yeah. Everyone, yeah, there's a lot of positivity swirling around the nerd world right now. Yeah. Even into the collecting world. I've been having, actually, Troy's been having an yeah. immense <laughs> amount of luck for me. And <laughs> to his credit, he has found me the entire Guardian's Wave. He found me wow. the Leia, yeah. the Black Series. 6 inch so it's been good all around not only from a movie perspective Rebels has been killing it so good collecting it's been a fantastic week in nerd you're gonna have nothing to bitch about this week Tim like what are we gonna do whoa <laughs> I'd say I don't bitch <laughs> I'm critical of <laughs> but I don't bitch just wait till the Wonder Woman trailer Tim hasn't seen it yet so he's gonna be seeing it today for the very first time yes I've left this as a little bit of a surprise for myself Sanjay just was freaking out last week on Twitter about this trailer rightfully so I've heard relatively good things there's a nice backhanded compliment from troy <laughs> Troy just hates feminism i guess <laughs> not all but one woman <laughs> but i left this because i wanted to have an actual real reaction here so we're going to watch it towards the end of the podcast here and i'm going to give my full-on reaction to this i have not held back at the dc cinematic universe you, you're all very aware of that especially sanjay me no no of course not <laughs> so I'm, I'm looking forward to that actually I, we don't do that very much and yes i've I guess I don't really have a rule anymore. I used to have this rule not to watch beyond the first or second trailer. I've completely trashed that rule as of now. I watched the final Guardians trailer, which we're not really going to touch on much, but it was a lot of fun. And this trailer here, I'm going to I'm going to watch. I need a little bit more intriguing. I had issues <laughs> with the Logan trailers, kind of hit and miss for me. Yeah. So my whole trailer watching ideal here out the window. I don't follow this anymore because I'm going to blame it here on the podcast on both of you. <laughs> you got to keep up. I mean, I'm glad you're breaking that rule. I also, I also broke my rule. I'm not wearing underwear with jeans anymore. So, uh... oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> on that fantastic note and segue, let's jump into our news for this week. Let's let's discuss Logan. We, we had a very extensive review last week. Troy and I seemed to fall on the side of not the majority. That's a first. <laughs> yeah, we, we, a lot of people, yeah, that is kind of a first. A lot of people thoroughly enjoy this movie. I think Troy and I did enjoy this movie. We did see issues with the third act, but the way this is performing at the box office, it doesn't seem like many people are having those same issues. It had a fairly strong week coming in at $38 million for the weekend haul. It came in well behind Kong Skull Island, which had a very strong showing as well. That pulled in, I think, upwards of $60 million, yes. wow. which is quite impressive. That's actually intrigued me that that many people went out and seen this. And mm -hmm. there are positive reviews for this. And so I'm intrigued to go see this. I do like myself a good Kong, a good monster flick. And I may just wander into the theater if I can, if I do find the time to see this movie. Make sure you buy a ticket first. Yeah, I guess I should <laughs> No, but Logan, it's doing well. It's now almost the highest grossing Wolverine solo outing movie. It's only $27 million behind Origins, which it should take up over the next week or weekend. And it's now the highest grossing Wolverine movie globally, too. It's, you know, it's creeping up towards $500 million. Wow. Yeah, that makes sense. I think it's well-deserved. Yeah. yeah, didn't cost a lot. Less than $100 million budget, which is pretty crazy for a big budget uh, superhero yeah, film. Yeah, it was 88. Or no, sorry. That was the opening weekend. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was around, I think, 90 or so. Yeah. And so it's, it's actually going to show that you don't need to spend a ton of money. Like, if you look at Deadpool, yeah. you've got Logan. Mm -hmm. Like, Logan's still the eighth highest grossing ex-franchise film domestically with $150 million. Well, it's got a long way to go to hit Deadpool. But it should probably land around this $200 million mark, which is going to get it relatively close to X2, which is one of the bigger X-Men movies in that franchise. Right. I think that makes sense, especially on Fox's end, after doing uh, Deadpool, pulling off that movie with that budget of, what, 59 or so mil? I think yeah. it wasn't yeah. very much. So I think they're keeping an eye on the budgets now. And 
you know, especially with Gambit. I think that Gambit movie that they wanted to do was like a high hundred plus mil wow. for a Gambit film. So what? They, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they pulled back on that one. Yeah. yeah. Well, after Apocalypse kind of underperformed as well. Like yes. it didn't even make back its budget in North America. No. So, you know, I think they're kind of a little bit leery. It'll be interesting to see where this universe goes forward and what type of movie they do in the future. Yep. I think they're going straight for this R rating because I think that's what the executive's trade-off was to James Mangold and... Hugh Jackman was that you can do this movie rated R, but you're only getting this much as far as a budget. And it's worked Mm -hmm. both times for them. So I could really see them shifting their focus towards this more R rated, this adult type storytelling. And it's going to be a little more difficult with the X-Men team. So I don't know exactly what they're going to do there because as a team, they're, they're kind of appealing more to teenagers early adults and if you go back to the cartoon like a lot of these characters aren't violent like deadpool like logan so they Mm -hmm. could be looking towards more of the x-force type team movies and moving maybe away from the traditional x movies that they've done in the past right even new movies you could maybe pull that off with the with the r rating but x-men you got to keep it uh pg yeah unless you have them like you know hooking up and stuff like hardcore nudity like like meets riverdale like the riverdale vibe like beast Okay, let's see yeah. Beast Hardcore you, Nudity. I'm hearing good things. You knock room for I'm hearing good things. Guilty Pleasure. Really? Right here. You know, no, I've watched that every single Friday because it, it jumps onto Netflix yes. on Fridays. We don't ah. have the CW or whatever. Right. Yeah. But it does upload to Netflix. They have some sort of cross promotional deal. Nice. Mm-hmm. And we watch it every week. And you know what? It is a soap opera teen kind of tv show whatever like one tree hill type yeah. oc oh but you that's what? my jam OC. oh no one tree hill for me oh, I, I was are we gonna take hill this outside yeah, yeah. Was <laughs> girl? No. oh man are you uh team uh payton or no sorry uh, team nathan or team lucas it's always team lucas this okay. is like the worst conversation we're having on this yeah. <laughs> this is gonna ruin our street <laughs> yeah right we're gonna get like ten thousand new viewers one tree hill is huge man it was, it was all right. So the end sucks all but. right did you know that uh payton is married to um Thomas Wayne, what's his name? Uh, also in Walking Dead, Jeffrey oh. Dean Morgan. Oh, really? Yeah, she was at the BVS premiere, and I was like, what is Peyton doing here? There you go. Yeah, it's there all connected, go. see? We connected One Tree Hill to Nerdum. <laughs> but it's, it's it's pretty good, Riverdale. It's it's not yeah. bad. Yeah. Um, I like what they're doing with the characters. They do have some weird kind of like flashbacks where they do put them into their um, original costumes and these type of things, or outfits <laughs> no or whatever. Way. They get away with Jughead's crown. Oh, and Moose? Of. Moose is in there? Moose is in there. Oh. Moose Sabrina? is like a man struggling with his sexuality. Oh, oh not Jughead. Yeah. Like nope. that uh, parody yeah. trailer. Yeah. <laughs> so you know what? It's it's worth a watch or two. I'm going to check that it's, out. It's a guilty pleasure for sure. Nice. I wouldn't say that it's, gonna, it's elevated to any sort of level of being a considered an excellent show. <laughs> yeah. But it is, it's an, I don't know, it's just one of these things that you go to and you're like, Ah, it's Friday. Let's just watch Riverdale. Nice. It's kind of one of those things that we look forward. I don't know. It's kind of weird. Hearing you rave about Riverdale really, you know, takes away the pressure of your Batman v Superman negative review. Yeah, maybe a little. <laughs> maybe a little. I wouldn't say rave. I would say more of I enjoy it guilty. i know when i'm watching this that it's not good but then i can't stop watching i don't know what it is it's a train wreck yeah so speaking back to logan here a little bit james yeah. mangold commented there's there's a question asked to him about caliban's inclusion in logan and why he was also in x-men apocalypse wait wait before you tell i'm gonna take a picture of troy because he's he hasn't heard this yet oh shoot <laughs> so the question was asked to james mangold about caliban's inclusion and what was said was that he wrote in Caliban not knowing that Caliban was in X-Men Apocalypse. So no one was talking across the whole Fox network of you know creators, oh, writers, and directors man. in the X-Men universe. Yeah. So that's why Caliban is in both movies because neither the director nor the writers nor the producers were talking to <sighs> each other about this film and the inclusion of a character. That's horrible. <laughs> that is absolutely horrible. I think that just tells you exactly yes. what continuity means to yeah. Fox. Yeah. Like I've been going on and on and on about this since basically we started this podcast. Yeah. That's right. And that is as transparent as they're ever going to be yeah. about how much they care about building a universe. And you know what? I'm still going to rag on this every single time a movie comes out. Yeah. But if they continue to maintain the quality of Deadpool, I really enjoy it. And Logan, don't get me wrong. Yes, I had some issues with the third act. It was still a good film. Mm-hmm. So if they can maintain this quality, I'll give them a slight break. I'm still going to bust their ass in <laughs> yeah. continuity. Though. It's lazy. It is lazy. That's, that's completely lazy. Yeah. Characters over continuity. 
Like, I don't know. I can't it, buy it. It could be an anchor, man. Like think about think about it like this. Like, do you want Deadpool to make a movie based on X Men Origins, or do you want him to completely like ignore that continuity and just make a brand new kick ass Deadpool movie? Well, that's what they did. Yeah, well, and that's what they that's had to do with yeah. that character because yeah. they screwed him up. <laughs> <so bad. Yeah. laughs> right. What do you mean? You mean he doesn't have Cyclops's lasers and well, uh, Wolverine's they, they, claws? They poked fun at it too with the action figure, right? Yeah. From from Origins, but that's yeah. that's Deadpool, yeah. very self aware. Exactly. Right? I want that action figure actually. <laughs> Anyways, onward to more positive news beyond Logan, beyond the X-Franchise. We're going to leave that. We're going to shelf that for a couple months here for a year or so until something else comes out. I guess you could say we're going to a galaxy far, far away. Something like that. Oh, Star Wars. See, I Star Wars. There you go. You did it. You did it. (laughs) Pat on the back for Sanjay. Yeah. The Star Wars Podcast Awards. It's It's a yearly thing. I think this is the second annual podcasting awards that they're doing, and... A couple of weeks ago, we we threw our names out there. You know, it was a it's a listener nomination, and we really pushed for the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. This is a network that we're now part of. We've been part of for uh, a couple of months now, at least maybe six months or so. Yeah. First thing I have to say, it's been a fantastic experience for us, and we got the finalists for the nominations for the podcasting awards, and the Star Wars Commonwealth made the finalist list for best podcast network and it's it's so exciting i have to give a round of applause to the entire commonwealth to all the knights of the commonwealth this has been such a group effort and the guys behind this talk star wars tumbling saber generation x wing like the the inclusion of so many great podcasters and then you know rogue squadron podcast skyhopper podcast and then we kind of came in here a little later in the game but it's it's just been so much fun being part of this network and just seeing the engagement of listeners and other people and then the nights like it's been so much fun to be a part of this and i'm just so pleased and ecstatic to see the recognition here and i would really like if the listeners would go out and vote for the Star Wars Commonwealth for Best Podcast Network. It's The voting's open to April 1st. We're going to throw the tag up on Twitter, up on our Facebook page, so you can easily link to that. Just go down. There's all kinds of different categories. There's best, you know, fan choice. There's best fangirl, fanboy. So there's a lot of categories there. But we'd really like you guys to go in there and vote for the Star Wars Commonwealth for Best Podcast Network for this year's Star Wars Podcast Awards. Yeah, make it happen. So proud of that team, man. Some great content coming out. And I've been, I've been saying it since we joined, man. Like, I really like what they do here. And uh, congratulations to our Rogue Squadron out there for the 100th yeah, episode. That was, that was awesome. Nice, yeah. That was a good episode. Yeah, so, I, um, I tune in to their, uh, their live feed. I noticed that. Yeah. I noticed okay. that. The nerd room's in. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, oh, man. So proud. Good job, guys. Keep it up. Yeah, and yeah. congratulations again to the entire Commonwealth from yes. Toxaurus, Tumbling Saber, Generation X-Wing, Rogue Squadron, and Skyhoppers. It's, it's been a blast working with you guys, yeah. and we look forward to big things in 2017 and going forward with the Star Wars Commonwealth. So, listeners, make sure you get out there and vote for the Star Wars Commonwealth for Best Podcast Network. That's right, and uh, make sure they don't moonlight us, you know? We're going to announce us as the winner, and then they're going to be like, actually, it was Star Trek. Oh, the worst. <laughs> the worst. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we should make our own. I'm gonna make my own Star Wars podcast called Wookies and Milk, all about the Star Wars Christmas special. <laughs> <laughs> you get one solid episode. That'd <laughs> <laughs> be one more Star Wars episode than I ever thought I'd do. So, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sticking with this Star Wars thread and kind of shifting to another sci-fi franchise at the exact same time, James Cameron announced that Avatar is delayed once again. I think this is the third fourth time he's delayed this this was supposed to come out december 2018 and we had debated (laughs) here a couple times in the podcast whether or not that was actually going to happen yeah the big reason is is that we've become accustomed to having a star wars movie now in december this has Mm -hmm. become like i've said before a great pleasure of mine especially with my family with our friends and just going and seeing a star wars film before christmas before the holidays it's almost like the kickoff to the holiday season now and I've been pushing for Han Solo to take that flag and jam it into something oh, yeah. and say, you know what, Avatar, take a hike. Yeah, kick rocks, Avatar. <laughs> and, and they are. They're taking a hike. Yeah. Probably not because of Han Solo, just because they can't get ready. So James Cameron did comment that they're making Avatar 2, 3, 4, and 5 all at the same time. Very wow. Ambitious. Yeah. wow. Very ambitious. Yeah. And so I don't know if the technology isn't there. He, he likened this undertaking to the building of the Three Gorges Dam, which is, <laughs> sure, like that, that's a big project. And yeah. I just don't know. We're going to be over 10 years. This came out in 2008 2009. Or nine, 2009. Nine, yeah. Yeah. So we're going to yeah. be in 10 years out for yeah. a franchise. Like we've seen franchises being revisited, Ghostbusters and, you know, all these different franchises yeah. that have movies that are 10 years after where they try to recapture that magic that they had in the first film. And they just never seem to. Doesn't work Zoolander, so well. Yeah. Dumb and Dumber. Independence. Dumb- yeah. yeah. 
just couldn't capture that. And I think this may be plagued by that. Like, like I haven't seen that movie forever, and I don't no. ever plan on revisiting this, and I'm not excited for this. I'm more excited for the Avatar land that's opening up in yes. Disney World. That looks cool. That. It looks that awesome. That looks awesome. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I think that opens this year, maybe, or next nice. year. Okay. Nice. Well, yeah. it's going to be delayed again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm not the biggest Avatar person, but I, I just don't count these guys out because, I mean, this, this movie is like the all-time selling Nothing's, yeah. ever gonna right. Nothing's ever going to be that. Nothing's ever going to be that. Two point eight billion dollars. It's yeah. too hard. It, it, it's too hard, and I think they're hurting their fan base. I think it's going to do okay, but they need to set this in stone and get this movie out because yeah. it's just taking way too long. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The only optimism I can spin on this is that James Cameron's waiting for the technology to catch up. Yeah. Yeah. He's doing something big. Like This has to be another one of those seismic shifting movies where you take 3D technology and he did what he did with it and it's kind of dead now. Yeah. So he's got to bring another element to this that's going to make it so and completely immersive that you it becomes again like Avatar was. Yeah. Virtual reality. Like you could the first film, some sort of reality, augmented yeah. reality type thing where you're looking around the theater and you're seeing everything. You have to wear big ass goggles. Right. Like it could be a step that they're <laughs> that, taking. That's what I'm calling, know. calling it right now. Mark it down. Yeah. If Avatar you, two comes out. You get big headphones on or something, yeah. and you're getting kind of the like left ear, right ear type thing, and you're hearing like that's one way to do it, is reimmerse the the viewer into something completely different. And you get that whole feel of, you know, that three dimensions, that depth he was trying to get. Imagine looking around the theater. Wow. And yeah. seeing, like, the trees and all the crap floating around and all yeah. that. It might be interesting. I don't know. Who knows? So, this talk, you know, maybe Han Solo will move to December 2018. Yeah. What, what about the Batman? Yeah. December 2018. It could happen. Batman always feels like a May through July release for me. I don't know why. Yeah. 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 I, think cause they, I think the Dark Knight trilogy was all in July. I yeah. Think, yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Batman Returns had the cool Christmas setting. It's Christmas, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. I think Arkham Origins 2, the video game, yeah. is set during Christmas. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's so. a cool setting. Like, yeah. There's that graphic novel, Batman Noel, set uh, at Christmas time, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Too, so. yeah. But this Christmas, we get something bigger coming down. Oh, yeah. Oh, what do we got? The Last Jedi. Oh. Star Wars Episode Eight. And the first footage was shown at their annual shareholders meeting, and there was description. A guy was live tweeting. I don't know yeah. how we got away with that. <laughs> and Crazy. everything leaked from it. We're not going to go into any sort of detail here. I want to leave this to we get to actually experience it and discuss it properly. I think, like I, I read the who appeared in it, and I tried not to to really get into that very much because I don't really want to spoil. I want to experience this trailer you know, for what it is. Yes. Seeing the visuals and seeing actually maybe more contextually what is going on. But one of the things I just briefly wanted to touch on, and spoilers here for The Last Jedi. I don't want to ruin the trailer, and I don't want to ruin the movie for anyone. This isn't going to ruin the movie, but if you are worried about being spoiled by anything, just jump ahead like five minutes. We're not going to spend too much time on this topic. But there is a quote in there from Luke. He says, to Ray, who are you? What are your thoughts on this quote a lot of people are freaking out about this making inferences that that means that luke doesn't know who she is so therefore she's not his daughter right and she's never seen her before so he know he didn't train her and hide her so what do you think this could mean or do you think it's just completely out of context like it could just be a dropped line yeah yeah it could be just a drop line like a throwaway line right even um one cool thing is though is what if it's a test for Ray. What if, like, they've done some kind of mind wipe almost to Ray and Luke's kind of testing her to be like, like, who are you? Explain yourself, you know? Because she could be somebody else. She could have had a different name. She could have just been a completely different character in the first place. But I guess this kind of, if this is the case, if this is true, it, it could be the fact that, you know, Luke and Ray are are not uh, family. You know, he's not the dad. She's not the daughter. You know, call Murray because you're not the father. Um, so, <laughs> boom. Joke of the podcast. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah. over for ladies uh, and gentlemen yeah. you let's know? go home so, I, I don't know I don't know um, again I've, I've kind of fallen out of the theory that uh, Luke is the dad and I've kind of been liking this theory that Rey is something to do with Jakku where she could have been related to Palpatine somehow or she could be a clone of someone I don't know but I, I don't think that she is Luke's daughter what do you think? I gotta know what you guys' uh, theories <laughs> well, are. Well, I know you guys all want to know what I think. Oh, yeah. Because I'm the most knowledgeable in Star Wars. <laughs> Give her. <laughs> so Spock's the dad. Luke goes. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, no. Spock. I like Spock. Yeah. He goes, What is it? Who are you? Yeah. yeah. And Ray goes, I'm Batman. <laughs> of, course, of course you would. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got to contribute to that conversation. I have no idea. Uh, it sounds pretty cool. I'm jacked for this movie. Yes. More jacked for this than I was for The Force Awakens because I actually know a little bit of Star Wars now. So. 
there's that. Yeah, you've got 45 hours of aftermath to get through to figure out a little <laughs> more clues like as to what's going on in Jakku. I'm oh, just getting okay. into Empire's End right now. And so I know there's some ideas coming out of that book. I, mm -hmm. I've stayed away from those spoilers. So right. if there's something there that I'm missing, it's because I haven't got there yet. And I really want to experience that book for what it is. Yes. And I want to hear that in my ears for the first time. And it's it's really good. Like I'm only about four hours into it, I think. I'm really enjoying it. Life debt was good after I got past a certain point, And I'm really excited for this. What could this mean? I don't know. I've never yeah. really been of the theory that she is Luke's daughter. Right. I just always thought that was too simple. Yes. I just, it just, I know it's the sagas about the Skywalker story. Like it still can be about Luke and Leia. Yeah. And Ben. But, and Ben. Yeah. yeah. I just never really bought that it was that simple. So yeah. I think she has something to do, I agree with Jakku, mm -hmm. with Palpatine, not knowing what comes out of Empire's End. But that's always kind of been my favorite theory. And I guess we'll see here. I'm not. We're not going to sit here and speculate all night because yeah. in a couple weeks, in a month or so at Celebration, we're going to probably see this trailer. And it's in December when we actually find this out. So it looks like at least they're letting... You know, Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker talk in this film. Yeah, that's always good. Which is a positive. Yep. <laughs> and I, I don't get me wrong, I love what they did with him in The Force Awakens. I think that was appropriate. And it really leads you into this movie and gets you excited for this movie. Yeah. It's cool. We're going to have that interaction between Luke and Rey, like right out of The Force Awakens. Yeah, like, which almost, has never been done before. Yeah, there's like no time gap. So oh, that's going to okay. be pretty cool. Nice. And I, it could mean really anything. Like, I really think probably that he doesn't really know who she is. Or he could be asking her a question, like, maybe it's more rhetorical. Like, you have to ask yourself, who are you? Yeah. Like, something like that, exactly. right? Like, it could be him just searching a bit deeper inside of her for her to connect more with the yes. Force and figure out exactly who she is and who she wants to be. Right. So, you know, it's all about context. And I do not think that Disney, Lucasfilm, is silly enough to throw in a line like that. No. It's just to get people jacked up. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. completely thrown in there to make people think, speculate. Like, look how much talk it's got. No one's even oh, yeah. seen a, a second of footage <laughs> in the general yeah. population, and we're already speculating on this mystery footage, right? That we're they not do that see so for well. Month. Yeah. 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 It's, it's all about keeping that hype train going. Oh, yeah. And speaking about keeping the hype train going, <laughs> we're just going to keep rolling here with the Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much speculation all the time, and... Frank Oz, he's the, the master puppeteer behind Yoda. He's the voice behind Yoda in Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi. He was asked, he's, he's out promoting a documentary that he's doing, and he was asked about the appearance of Yoda in Rain Johnson's upcoming Star Wars film, Episode 8 here. And he, he was asked about that, and he gave an extremely cagey response. And a lot of people are really reading into this response. He, he said here, I feel like I'm a prisoner at war here. I can only give you my name, rank, and serial number. To be true to the people who asked me, and they're kind of my family, I have to say I've been asked not to talk about it. I love Yoda. I would be happy to talk to you about it at a time when they led me. Ooh. You don't really give an answer like that no. unless you're part of something. Like, has he signed some sort of non-disclosure? Could they be doing something different with Yoda? Do you really think this means that Yoda is going to be involved in any way in Episode Eight or Episode Nine? You know what? I uh, this is cool news, but I've, I I always assumed Yoda was going to be in this movie. I mean, I, I really, Luke's, yeah, I've always assumed. Did that, he die? Yes, but he's a, he, he's a Force <laughs> Ghost, right? And with Yoda there, you got to have Obi Wan. Like yeah. Obi Wan has to be in this movie, and if you're going to see Obi Wan show up as a Force Ghost, you, you've got to see Yoda pop up as a Force Ghost. It's not a coincidence in these comics right now we're even getting some Yoda stuff going on, right? Uh, we did see him make an appearance in last season's Rebels. We're definitely going to get a Yoda, I believe. Especially, you know, Luke's been here on this island this whole time. A lot of his training, he must be interacting with these two, maybe potentially three Force Ghosts: Anakin, Obi Wan, Yoda. Could we get Hayden and Christensen in there? I don't know. Let's talk for another time. But I think for sure we're going to see Obi-Wan, and I'm hoping, you know, it's Hugh McGregor, and we're gonna we're definitely going to see Yoda. I, I, would, I would assume so. It's something that never really even crossed my no. mind. Like, okay. I never really thought much of even Obi-Wan being in this film. It right. kind of makes sense. But when I look at this, and it's interesting you bring that up, because the same thought I had is that Yoda's kind of been present in a lot of material lately. Like, yeah. in these comic books, this four-issue or five-issue arc right. that they're going to finish up here next month. Yeah. And it's something that Marvel more does... Like when you look at, they just released a Prowler book, which makes yeah. me think that he's going to show up in Spider-Man Homecoming. Yes. They've done this with action figures. They kind of throw at these figures and these characters eventually show up. Yep. And so I don't know if it's more of a testing ground or to just get people talking and thinking about a character. Mm -hmm. And the whole Marvel comic book thing, yeah, I, I agree with you. Right. It's a little weird that all these things are starting to link up a bit. Could we be reading into his answer? You know what? 
I don't think so. No. Like, it was super cagey, and you don't say stuff like that if you... Like, he could just say, yeah, I'm not involved in anything. Exactly, exactly. Like, yeah. like that would have been the normal answer, yeah. but now this is... He could just be screwing with people. Like, he's been yeah. involved with this for the last 40 years, well, right? Well, the same thing happened with, uh, I think, Rogue One when it's coming out. They asked... I can't remember the actor's name, but who plays Palpatine. Yeah. They asked him, are you in this film? And he flat out said no. Like, I'm yeah. not in there, right? So, why wouldn't he just give us the same answer? Yeah. I, I think know. he's in it. I, I, it could be something because he did record lines in for the Force, Force Awakens, Awakens. Yes, uh, that weren't really used. There's kind of that one throw-in line with the Force back. Yeah, with yeah. the Force back. So I think if anything, it's going to be more of just using his voice. Oh, okay, maybe Ray connects with Yoda right. somehow. I don't know. I think we will too. Because another thing is, is Yoda's been in every kind of he's been in the prequels and he's been obviously in the original trilogy. And I think Yoda's something you kind of need to keep present for the kids. Yeah. Kids love Yoda, and I think. That generation doesn't have this Yoda really. We haven't we seen him a little bit in Rebels and we do have him in the comic books, but I think to put him back in the franchise in episode eight, and you know, he did come in uh, he was first introduced in episode five. Yeah. Right. So he kind of shows up in the ever every second film in oh. a sense, right? So I, I yeah, man, I think we're gonna see Yoda. Oh, I hope so. Right, yeah. There it goes. Try. Well, I, I definitely would not be upset if we saw you. Definitely not. They have to frame it properly with Luke and how yeah. can I set that whole thing up with him communicating with Obi-Wan? Maybe Qui Gon. Right. It'd be kind of cool if they threw some of these other characters in there. Yeah. But we'll see. We'll see. And we, we mentioned the, the Yoda comic books here. They're they're really good. And we'll get cool. into that maybe for my comic book pick of the week. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Foreshadowing. Okay. Yeah. Foreshadowing. But we had a massive comic book announcement in the Star Wars world from Marvel this past week. One of our favorite writers, Charles Soule. You know, he's yeah. he's doing Poe Dameron right now. He's done Daredevil. Daredevil. Oh. Unreal. He did Lando. He did uh, Obi Wan and Anakin. I love that one. Yeah. He, he does an independent comic called Letter Forty Four. He's done Curse Words, which was just recommended to me, I believe, by Kyle at Tumbling Saber. Um, so he's doing a lot of great stuff. And they just dropped that he's going to be picking up the reins of Darth Vader. Yes. Oh. So this is going to be a volume two-ish, I'm going to say. It, yeah. it, it's not continuing on from the series that was set between A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back. Right. It's actually going back to Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, like it's literally taking place a second after, yeah. he said. My man, you must yeah. be stoked. <laughs> oh, man. If you guys follow me on Twitter out there, uh, Troy the Boy 87 man, I was losing my mind. This was, this was just the best news. I can't remember where I saw it from, but I, I was losing one of my favorite artists that draws Spider-Man, actually Amazing Spider-Man. I'm going to butcher his name. So, uh, uh, Giuseppe Chemicoli. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Something like that. So one of my favorite artists out there, yeah, Giuseppe, who, who just kills it on the Spider-Man inks to see this guy's presence with the Darth Vader. And then we're getting Charles Soul with the storytelling. This I, There's nothing more I can ask for. And I've also been wanting um, this Jedi Purge story, you know, which we've been lacking. Yep. So for them to go back there and touch upon this, um, I believe that the premise is him, you know, building his lightsaber yeah you know the red lightsaber that's so. definitely going to be and that was something charles will exclusively mentioned yes that, that that whole construction that's something you've been questioning too right like that's something that's bothered you is yeah. like the red lights like exactly. where does it come from right yeah so this is this is just huge news uh i hope it you know makes it to at least uh 25 issues because i believe the last vader did get to 25 yeah. and we had some cool crossovers vader down i don't see us having any crossovers with this obviously just because of the time where it takes place but man i can't wait this is my number one anticipated comic right now nice. for sure yeah now just remind me where does lords of the sith take place as far as time right yeah so that takes place four to five years after episode three okay so we're so not Vader's gonna run into little, this more Whoa, don't, don't spoil yeah. episode three for me <laughs> <laughs> yeah i forgot <laughs> I mean, we're gonna get there someday yeah. For, yeah. live action we should uh live shoot yeah, we should. Especially yours. We should. But um, yeah, this would be a great time now to get into Lords of the Sith because it's my all-time favorite uh, new canon novel. So we got this book coming up too. Maybe we could see Champs and Dula pop up, which would be awesome. Yeah, so. There's going to be some interaction with the Emperor there. Yeah. I think it's going to be a very different story than we've seen because yeah. it's, it's maybe played from two angles here where we have Anakin right? and Darth Vader. Exactly. Two different characters that aren't one yet because I don't even think personally that they become one character, Darth Vader, mm-hmm. until the Ahsoka battle in rebels like you yeah. see glimpses of them. like yeah. maybe because i haven't read lords of the sith right. yet, i don't have that 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 continuation of the story yeah but when i when i saw that that last battle in season two the end of season two right i just felt like he was still kind of there and you know whether he killed ahsoka or not that's yeah. the, like, it's a question that's still left out there yeah 
I think he did. Yeah. And I think that was his his final. This is like I am That's now Darth Vader. It. Yeah, it, it's kind of funny. I mean, definitely Lords of the Sith. He goes in between. He does have flashbacks and memories of his time as Anakin, which is just fantastic. But you know what the weird thing is? I would have to say it takes place in the Vader comic, which is weird. It's really late in the game, but there's a moment when he has a sequence of thinking about Anakin and he kills him in his mind. Do you, you remember that scene? Oh yeah. Which is really weird, and that's when he like officially becomes Vader, and that's so late in the game. But he has a sequence of like Padme and Anakin on Mustafar, that. yeah, I remember, and then Obi Wan, and and that's when he really kills like the Anakin inside of him, which is weird because that's like just before Empire Strikes Back, yeah. So and he's he's had some time to be Vader, and that's after his Rogue One appearance, yeah. <laughs> oh. man, we're gonna get that movie in a couple weeks here. That's oh, right, April fourth. Yeah. yeah, you guys got the Steelbooks coming up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, can't wait to watch Shoot. that. So stoked. Yeah, yeah. Is this something you might uh, look into, Sanjay? The new Vader comic. <laughs> um, it sounds interesting. Like yeah. of all the Star Wars characters, I would definitely say Vader's the one that intrigues me the most. Yeah. So I would probably yeah, if I were to ever read a Star Wars comic, but like, could I read it without seeing the prequels? No. You definitely got to pick up Episode Three. You got to watch yeah. Episode Three. All right. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think that'd be a good jumping point. Really, is yeah. the prequels. Yeah, you yeah. need to, like if you get the prequels and you want to get into the comic books. Like I think this comes out in June, mm-hmm. so there's a bit of time before this drops to mm-hmm. watch the prequels and that. I think you need to see the evolution of the character. Yeah, yeah. And even all this supplemental material that we're getting, I was thinking about this just earlier today. Actually, like I haven't revisited the prequels in quite some time. Something that I want to go back and do very soon. But everything that's being built around it now, I'm like the prequels in my mind are just being elevated and elevated. Like everything they're doing yeah. to add little bits of lore here, the comic books, the yeah. books and catalyst. Yeah. Right? Catal- yeah. I'm thinking back to everything that's gone on, even with rebel, like there's so much good stuff there. there I'm is. thinking like these prequels, the next time I'm going to watch them, I'm going to be like, like, Oh, I remember that. They, yeah. they mentioned that in the comic books. And so again, it's this universe building that they're doing with the new canon, with the new material, because we came into it, right as they were doing this, right as the Disney reset, we've had the ability to keep up with everything. Yeah. And I'm just loving how rich this universe is becoming. And yeah, I know it's it's difficult for people that were really committed to Legends, yeah. but I never really got in beyond like the Thrawn trilogy right. and a few other books here and there because it was there's so much content to get into. And now we have the ability to just read everything. That's true. And yeah. it's awesome. Yeah, it works out for me at least because yeah, like I've just kind of been piggybacking off of you with the Thrawn the original Thrawn trilogy. So now this is great for me to get back into these books and really pick up everything and kind of, you know, try and get his head as much as you can before you get overwhelmed with yeah. all the, the content that you gain, right? It's awesome, man. Yeah. One of the biggest Star Wars celebrations. It's, it's happening this year, 2017, right? in just a couple of weeks. There's a bunch of the guys from the Commonwealth going man. down. I'm super jealous. But, you know, a couple of the guys there, Rob Cast, awesome dude. But he said that if he is in line, he will pick me up the exclusive Luke Skywalker and X-Wing on Vintage Cardback 6 Boom. So, Rob, I'm hoping you're listening. <laughs> Shout out to Rob. That's huge. My fingers are crossed yeah. here. I would love... I don't want to... I guess I'd love you. <laughs> but I would thank you to know it. I'd appreciate it. So, what would be, like, the line in the sand? Like, if someone's like, okay, you can get that, but you have to do X. Like, like what is, like, the one thing you'd be like, okay, like, this is, like, the furthest I would go in order to get that? Like, as far as me personally? Yeah, like, if someone's like, okay, in order for you to get that, like, I don't even know, like, you gotta run down Deerfoot naked at 3 a.m. in the wintertime. I'd just pay the $100 for it. <laughs> yeah, right. so, gonna... so that's your price, is $100? Well, the aftermarket price is... Well, that, like, that's no fun. Like... Would you sleep in a tauntaun? Yes. <laughs> there you go. There, there you go. go. Only if you cut it open. Would you snuggle with, uh, what's the Wookiee's name? Chewbacca. Chewbacca, yeah. yeah. Would you snuggle Man, with you Chewbacca? You can't say stuff like that. I have to cut all this out. We're going to kill us. We're going to get thrown out of the column. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's start this again. Yeah. All right, Tim. So would you, you know, you're cold at night. Would you cuddle up to a Chewbacca? To a Chewbacca? <laughs> he is a Wookiee. His name is Chewbacca. Take three. This is brilliant. <laughs> all right, Tim. So here it is. Here's a scenario I'm for you. I'm leaving all this in, by the way. Okay, perfect. I'm not getting it kicked out at all. So it's cold at night. You know, your wife's, she's out of town. Would you snuggle with Chewy yes. for it? Yeah? 100%. Yeah. Would you be Big Spoon or Little Spoon? Whatever he likes. <laughs> <laughs> Chew's around the show, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's an April Woogie. <laughs> Anyways, one of the big announcements that is coming already from Star Wars Celebration is that next year there isn't going to be one. Yeah. Star Wars Celebration isn't coming back into 2019, which I'm kind of excited about because I'm going to say right here, if it's within reasonable flight distance... I'm going to Star Wars Celebration <laughs> 2019. How do you get tickets? You just buy them. Like, they're not hard to get. Like, do they sell out like San Diego? 
I maybe, but I, I, I've never bought them before. Okay. But the guys in the Commonwealth and everyone on like Twitter and that that I've seen that I follow that are going, they all seem to not have really any issues. Okay. And a couple of the podcasts, I believe, um, Talk Cody. Stars and yeah, Commander Cody over at Rogue Squadron, right. they got press passes as well. Yeah. Wow. Um, they look fresh. Yeah, they're sweet. Yeah. But yeah, it doesn't seem like a difficult thing to get into. I think it's more the hotels and all that. Yeah. So th- this could also, the, the cool thing about being in 2019 is it's going to coincide with the eventual release of Episode Nine, as well as the opening of Star Wars Land. Oh, man. And I think both Orlando and California. So my guess would be that it's going to be in Orlando or California. It's in Orlando this year. I wouldn't doubt if it's in California. So they're going to be, be close to, it'd be awesome for yeah. us. Yeah, well, that'd be perfect. So it'd be close to Disneyland. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. That's like the park for Disney. That's like their home base park, the mm-hmm. original park. Mm-hmm. You know, California, like that's where Skywalker Ranch is. Yeah. There's a lot of history there with Star Wars. So it makes sense that they're going to have that there. And I'm hoping so because that's our shortest flight. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that'll be a nice flight. Whew. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just exciting. I'm, I'm like, super pumped for that that they're taking a year off because it allows me to have that breather year yeah to prepare for everything get my family ready yeah, stack like... that cheese get it ready <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> loving it so we're going no matter oh, what oh yeah, oh, yeah. definitely 2019 with. yeah it's oh, happening yeah. let's do it yeah boom i was listening to tubman and Sever this afternoon and i know Corey wants to go so oh, dude oh shoot you, you get an Make open up. invitation from us Yo, one of the guys for giving me a bit of a hard oh, time man. on the podcast you can come with us man <laughs> <laughs> in order to save money on a ticket we could just dress up as chewy you can stand yeah. on my shoulders there you and go then we only have to pay for yeah, one just ticket. a classic jacket yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, so exciting <laughs> things coming out of the Star Wars universe. And the Marvel Cinematic Universe, they they dropped some really exciting photos this week. Thor Ragnarok. This was my number three most wow. anticipated film for this year, as we stated on the podcast in early January there. Yeah. And they released, Entertainment Weekly released a whole bunch of photos. Yeah. And man, do they look cool. They delivered. <laughs> yeah. And so the, the cover art here has Chris Hemsworth. He's rocking two big swords he's got his haircut yeah. he's got kind of a different looking outfit it's got colors on it that war paint yeah war paint yeah. we've got hella flanking him on one side and tessa thompson's valkyrie on yep. the other side so it's almost a completely new cast with the exception of chris hemsworth and tom hiddleston's loki right and what do you guys think of these photos because there's some really cool ones here we've got Thor in his battle gear, kind of the red Braveheart-looking war right. paint. There's a really kind of giddy-looking Chris Hemsworth with Mark Ruffalo here. I didn't think we were going to see Banner at all. I thought it was going to be pure Hulk. Right. This whole thing. So it looks cool. we got Jeff Goldblum. He's sitting in his Grandmaster outfit. Like, he looks weird. He looks like he belongs in a <laughs> Guardians movie. But, man, it's – I don't know. What do you guys think of the colors, the, the palette yeah. that they're using, the tone that they seem to be setting? Like – I'm thinking this is looking awesome. Yeah, it looks very Guardians-like. These colors, yeah, it it's, it's, yeah. it's bang on the money with Guardians. Um, I've never been a fan of the Entertainment Weekly covers from the X-Men. They to look the, so the, photoshopped. They looked really photoshopped. <laughs> yeah. They, they got to fix it. But they got a sweet deal with these uh, these movies because we get some nice inside access. Disney with, must yeah. own they, they have to have something to do with I don't them. know how it works. Right? They must yeah. own them. I think they, isn't yeah. it because it's on ABC, right? So, like the TV show? Is that the same thing? Oh, maybe. Yeah, ABC is owned by Disney. Too. Yeah, yeah. So, so they get all like all these exclusives. They must. Yeah. They, they, yeah. they must, right? But um, once you get into the actual magazine here, or I'm guessing, or at least online, the photos look great. Yeah, just just not the cover I'm a fan of. But yeah, I really like Hemsworth here. We got that uh, unworthy Thor yeah. look kind of going on, which is which is just cool. It's um, he's like a Spartan man. This is <laughs> this is great. I can't wait to see him in action. And uh, man, hell is. Hella's looking hella dope. <laughs> man, she, I can't even see Kate Blanchett in that character. No, that's like, not at all. crazy. Like, she looks awesome. Yeah. And I think she's going to be a really cool character. Is she going to be, uh, you know, the wife of Thanos? Are they, they, they going to hit mis- off those two? Is she Mistress Death. Death. Yeah. Yeah. It's possible. It's right? quite possible. Mm-hmm. So they, they did give a quick synopsis here. Um, and spoiler alert for Thor Ragnarok. This is kind of high level, but it does give a little bit of insight into the movie here. So... The, the synopsis that was released, it's on IMDb and all these different sites now. So Loki frees Hela from decades of imprisonment uh, where she confronts Thor. She banishes him to the Grandmaster's gladiatorial planet. And this is where he cuts his hair. He loses Mjolnir. And Valkyrie recruits Thor to the arena to take on the Hulk, the arena's champion. Wow. wow. Planet Hulk. Yes. And then Hulk and Thor end up on this cosmic road trip together to save Asgard from Hela. 
So that's, that's a brief synopsis that, that we're getting from this. Yeah. Like, it sounds really cool. Yeah. And they've really taken this kind of divergence from the original Thor movie and Thor The Dark World. Yeah. And we're talking about this a bit on Twitter this, yep. this last yeah, week and about right. how this looks like the appropriate shit. They need to do something different. They need to reinvigorate this yeah. franchise. A soft reboot almost. Yeah, yeah. kind of. And yeah. they seem to be to be doing it here. They seem to be bringing in, like, a, like I said, a completely new cast of characters, you know, maintaining the original favorites in Hemsworth and Loki. Yeah. We're going to see Odin here. We know Doctor Strange is going to make yes. an appearance in this. So they're tying this universe together, but also giving this a new foundation to jump off of. Like I could see them going into a Thor 4 at some point if this movie is successful. Right. So I really like what they're doing here. I love how it looks. I think cinematography is going to be awesome. Taika, yeah. great director. He's going to give this movie a much needed kick in the ass and maybe elevate this franchise to the likes of Winter Soldier, Civil War, Captain right. America type franchise, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, Grandmaster and the Collector, are they brothers, I believe? Are they? I don't know if they're... I think they're maybe both elders of the universe. Oh, Potentially. I'm not positive. I don't know a ton about Grandmaster. Right, okay. Uh, But he does look like the Collector. Yeah, Yeah. because I was wondering if, uh, you know, he would pop up the Collector in in this movie. It's very possible. Like, I could see them integrating some of the Guardians characters. Maybe a Collector seems like an appropriate character to make an appearance in this. Whether he's just hanging out in some sort of box watching the arena fight right because he has a big presence in unworthy right now yeah right yeah so, yeah, yeah he's awesome yeah. so yeah. again that's another th- you know are they linking up these characters yeah. and just saying look the collector and thor have some relationship here boom here's the collector and right. ragnarok that could work for me mm-hmm. i think that they're trying to link these two franchises up a bit tighter with the success of guardians yes and you're seeing the same like i said the same color palette coming out of guardians of the galaxy volume two yeah. right into this you'd swear these are companion movies. for sure yeah cosmic mm-hmm. Oh, it's awesome. <laughs> uh, Grandmaster, do you guys remember him from Justice League vs. Avengers? Yes. Yeah. He was the guy that was messing around with everyone, right? Yeah, he's with uh, Krona from DC, and they have, like, the bat, and you have to collect five items from each universe. Oh, like, cool. They had, like, the Green Lantern power battery, and I can't remember, like, the Infinity Gauntlet for Marvel. And so, like, those are the two that, like, have the bat, and then... So maybe, you know, maybe they're setting up some giant uh, crossover. Oh, DC and Marvel? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not any times. <laughs> you said that now, but... <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Never. You're hearing it right now. Never. Yeah, I bet you people said that about the comic books and they crossed over. <laughs> True. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but but where, where does the money go? How do you split that between how, who gets more shining time, right? Who gets yeah. to shine more? Oh, it would be uh, such a terrible movie because they yeah. would never want to like show them to be weaker than the exactly. other one, right? You know, yeah. Yeah, all the money would go to Marvel. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like we're doing you guys a favor, yeah. DC. Yeah. <laughs> you say that now, but wait till you see Wonder Woman. Well, uh, you know, speaking of women, this is the first female villain in a Marvel movie. I heard, is it? That's what they're saying. Yeah, I think it. I think it would have to be. Welcome to the twenty first century, yeah, Marvel. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's it would about have time. To be. When did DC have a woman or a villain? Feora, Catwoman, Harley Quinn. There's been plenty of female. Oh, I guess. <laughs> yeah. All kind of antiheroes. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Feora? Man of Steel. Zod's second in command. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, and then yeah, I guess you had uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, Talia Al Ghul. Talia Al Ghul. Yeah. I mean, I think there's been like. Some like smaller roles, not like the main villain. Like uh, Nebula from Guardians was kind of a villain. Yeah. yeah, I can't think of like the girl from Iron Man three. I forget her name, but like she was supposed to be the main villain, oh, and then they yeah. uh, cut it for Guy Pierce because they said he could sell more toys. Yeah, they didn't sell many toys. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. I never really thought about that. Yeah, excited yeah. nonetheless. <laughs> I mean, awesome yeah, movie. no, it looks great. I mean, it kind of reminds me of a nineties vibe. Like with the colors and stuff, like an and extreme, the title, the logo. yeah, yep. oh yeah, yeah, it's gonna yeah. be awesome. I, I, you know, I'm jacked for it. Every time I go into a superhero movie, I go in with the expectation and the hope that it's better than The Dark Knight Rises, because to me, that's my gold standard. Oh, that's hard. Okay, <laughs> Dark Knight Rises. Okay. Dark Knight Rises oh, is the greatest man. comic book movie ever made. Uh, uh, you're here to hear first. You know, like every time you go in, <laughs> well, you know, Tim's might be Avengers. <laughs> yeah. Troy's might be I don't know, Dark Knight. I mean, best co- uh, Winter Soldier Civil okay, War. Okay, so Winter Soldier two. Civil War. So yeah. like, every time you go in, you should want to see a film better than the best. Yeah, I mean, you, I, agree. I go into it hoping. I haven't had that experience yet. And, you know, hopefully I get it one of these days. 
<laughs> iconic iconic you know him and vader top two voices in movies one of the most panned voices you know i didn't mind bane's voice yeah i kind of liked it yeah, yeah it worked for me yeah, yeah. i liked it it, it yeah. fit the character we're gonna have to watch uh, that movie again i, I don't know how, why. how bane was defeated that was something else That's, he got shot doesn't work for me. Yeah. weak third act we <laughs> can't all get defeated by a dance-off actually guys. That, that's, <laughs> true. That's, that's, that's true true you know if batman had been doing the bat to say or something you know like that would have been awesome. Like 66 brought back Adam West. Oh, yeah, and the shark repellent? Yeah, the yeah. Bane repellent. Oh, there you go. <laughs> the two fingers are the end. Yeah. How come Batman doesn't dance anymore? <sighs> okay, guys. Uh, this week, we're actually we're going to skip our comic book picks of the week. The defeats of calling it the comic book picks of the week, but we're going to defer it to next week. <laughs> because a couple weeks ago, and I have to apologize here off the top to Kyle over at Tumbling Saber. He, he did send us an awesome question, and I've pushed it a couple weeks here because I wanted to set the stage for next week's podcast. It is that great of a question. Yeah. And so I'm going to read it out here. This is, again, from Kyle over at Tumbling Saber. Thanks for sending the question in, bud. It says, Hi, Tim, Troy, and Sanjay. I hope you're doing well. I just want to start off by saying the three of you are doing great work on the podcast. It's an immense task to keep up with all of this stuff, as in the news, each and every week, and then pull it all together into a tight podcast. Kudos. Thank you very much for that compliment. Very much appreciate it. Oh, shucks. Yeah. Thanks, man. <laughs> Wait till he hears this episode. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to take it back. Yeah. Who's this guy that you have one that doesn't know Star Wars? They <laughs> know Star Wars. I'm a title. <laughs> Anyways, here's the bulk of the question. It's a, it's a bit of a lengthy one, but it's a really good one here. Here's some of the backstory before I get into my question. Like the rest of you, I have been a longtime lover of comic books. I grew up on Marvel and to a lesser extent DC. Good man. Yes. <laughs> Though I've always loved the core DC characters. Good man. <laughs> Image snuck in at the end here. But I got out of the hobby in the early 90s when the industry nearly died, and I stayed away until the new 52 launched in 2011. I was pulling upwards of 20 titles from the new launch wow. that I slowly narrowed to just a couple since Marvel also did their non-reboot reboot. reboot. <laughs> talked lots about that non-reboot reboot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I always felt out of touch with the essence of the universe. I could never shake the feeling that too much had gone on that I had missed, so I never fully got engaged. Today I pull one Marvel and one DC title, Old Man Logan and Trinity, if you're interested. And he also pulls all the Star Wars books as well. For all intents and purposes, I'm out of the hobby again, but I don't want to be. So here's my challenge to you. Are you guys able to cobble together a list of trade paperbacks or self-contained stories that you can recommend to your listeners who may be having the same issue as I am? Stories like The Dark Knight Returns, Red Sun, Spider-Man Blue, Frank Miller's Daredevil. All these are classics and deserve space in everyone's collection. Can you add to that list? Marvel and DC. A-list all the way to D-list characters. If you can tackle this right here and right now on the podcast, great. I'll be very impressed. If you would need the time to pull together a good list, and that's fine too. Either way, I look forward to your responses. First of all, Kyle, great question. And like I said, we're going to construct an entire podcast of this because this is a question that we get from time to time from friends, from other people that we do talk to about getting into comic books. And I think it deserves an entire episode focused in on our favorite trade story arcs and the essentials to get back into the current universe or even i think transport yourself back a few years into something that you need to read even going back to the abx these type of comic books and i think it's gonna be a lot of fun to throw this together so that's the challenge i'm gonna to throw to us from kyle is that we go away you know sanjay in dc myself and marvel and troy kind of spanning both universe so i think we're gonna get a good mix of recommendations here for kyle and for the listeners and i really look forward to doing this episode and so we're gonna do that next week we're gonna to cobble together some of the essential story arcs, trades, and all that for new readers into comic books. This is going to be your introduction to comic books, your comic books 101 for getting back into the current universe as it stands right now. Damn, Kyle, man, you held it down with that question. That's awesome. <laughs> I, I love that, dude. I love yeah. that. So I'm definitely going to go back, go through my crates, and go through my DC books and my Marvel books. And uh, I got some good stuff for you coming up for sure. So stay tuned. Yeah, yeah, and I'll definitely yeah. be giving you the best list because I know the most. So, uh, no, great question. And I'm actually curious to hear Tim make his Marvel recommendations because, I've, you know, that's something I've said. I've always wanted to read a little bit more Marvel. Um, I just find it really hard to get into just because, like, the universe is just so expansive that I kind of feel like like a grape in the universe. Like, that's the yes. thing? Like a grape in the universe? Is that a thing? I that's a know. new saying. <laughs> so, you know, like, I kind of feel, like, lost and small. So I'm glad that, you know, I'm glad you asked the question and... You know, I'm not just a teacher. I'm also a student. 
There you go. Yeah. Laying it down. Yeah, that's good. And then shout out to Old Man Logan. I'm glad you're you're picking that up. It's a great book. Great yeah. run. Yeah. yeah. So make sure you go check out Kyle and the crew over at Tumbling Saber in the meantime. And then come back here next week for the answer to that awesome question. Yeah. All right, guys. Like we promised at the start of this episode, we're going to discuss, not in a ton of detail, but in a little bit of detail, Wonder Woman's final trailer. So this is a movie that sits relatively low on my most anticipated and very high, if not the highest, on Sanjay's and somewhere in the middle Pretty for high Troy. For me. Yeah. Pretty high. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so this is, I think, one of DC's last attempts to put out a movie that is both critically and fan-received. And let's get into watching this. You guys <laughs> have right. both seen this, correct? Uh, I've seen it about ten times. Okay. I've seen it twice. twice. Okay. All right. Okay. So we're going to pause here really quickly. Okay. I'm going to have my first viewing of this, and then we're going to come back and discuss this. Well, me and Troy are going to act it out. Yeah. I'll theme. do the theme song. I love the oh. theme song. Yeah. 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 <laughs> is it still in there? Yeah. I, so I yeah, went on yeah, YouTube today. Yeah. So, you know, I was going to the gym today, and I went on YouTube. Almost nine million views of the Wonder Woman theme song. Eight million were you. <laughs> they actually disabled the comments because they said of all the comments, they had to disable it because it was so like uh, poisonous in there on YouTube. YouTube's the worst yeah. sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I stopped reading comments. Yeah. on like internet sites you have to be I, I love it honestly I really love reading, yeah i love reading comments oh yeah, man some of it. the some of the dicks on there oh yeah yeah i don't support what they say but i, I do love just you know reading all yeah. that good stuff and so, bad stuff yeah. yeah all right guys we'll be right back go check out the one woman trailer and we're going to the third one woman trailer, the final one we're going to talk about this in two seconds cool and we're back and it's a rousing success ladies and gentlemen let's just say you know for the first time ever we're gonna have positive talk about the D- oh wait no tim's chiming in tim <laughs> well okay i don't i don't like that uh, this immediate thought that i can be negative about this be a little negative <laughs> but i will say the the music mm-hmm. to this whole thing until that stupid theme oh but you gotta get on that theme i need it i mean can you name one marvel theme as iconic as that like it's no, already become can, the most iconic superhero theme i can name like the avengers theme is good but there's no marvel theme that i outright i don't like sing hate because i don't like <laughs> i just really don't think it fits like that whole like i thought it sounded a lot like the man of steel theme at right. the beginning yeah that's a good poll yeah it had a good like I, and i love the up. man of steel oh, score is incredible so Hans zimmer yeah like everything they did in those trailers like with going through the wheat field and all that, oh, that was yeah so good yeah. so well done i will say that the cinematography looks beautiful. This it oh, looks yeah. a lot like Zack Snyder stuff, which yeah. I'm not always a fan of. But if whoever the director is, uh, Patty Jenkins, yeah. Patty Jenkins, yeah, they seem to have mixed in a little bit of her and a little bit of him. So they're capturing a little more of that, like that fantastic element mm-hmm. of Wonder Woman in this trailer. Um, the, the the way that they've they've tweaked the color palettes between London and Tenskira looks really cool. I know I've, I think I've said this before about the film. Um, what's her name looks great as Wonder Woman. Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. Yeah. Like I think that they they showed a lot of the elements of Wonder Woman. I think that are going to draw people in. Mm-hmm. My issue with the trailer is I feel like I've seen the whole movie again. Like they, <laughs> they they went too much chronologic with it. Like they mm-hmm. went from here's the start of the movie, here's the middle of the movie, and here's the end of the movie where she fights General Dude. We just haven't seen him transform into the CGI monster. How do you know he transforms into I'm the just, CGI monster? I'm guessing that because <laughs> he seems to be fighting her at one point, mm-hmm. and for him to fight Wonder Woman. He's got something else yeah. juiced up inside of him. Yeah, Aries. Um, Aries. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Yeah. So, all, like all in all, I would say that this is a better trailer than the first two. Okay, it's interesting. Just that there's too much in it. I think, like, I don't like always comparing back to Marvel and that. Mm-hmm. But if you look at the three Guardians trailers that we have, mm-hmm. I still have no idea what the hell the movie's about. Like, <laughs> yeah. I know yeah. the characters and I know the general premise. The, mm-hmm. the fact that. They're, they kind of get hired to fight this monster, and then he finds his dad at some point. But I really don't know what's really going on. We get some images of this gold kind of figure, mm-hmm. her or whatever, um, Aisha. But I still don't really know what's going on in that movie. And I think that's what a successful trailer should do. It should intrigue you, yeah. but intrigue you in the sense that you want to go see the movie because you haven't, you don't really know what it's about. Mm-hmm. There's some really cool shots in there. I think that if they had mixed that up a bit more or just had more of speaking over the fighting and just doing one fight scene and talk, like, I think they showed a bit too much of the Themyscira and a bit mm-hmm. too much of the, you know, her and Chris Pine's interaction and what's going on in London. Like, I just felt like it was too chronological of a trailer. 
Like, I think maybe like uh, with Guardians, especially like Guardians Two, that movie people are going to see no matter what. Like yeah. already, they don't right? have to sell anything yeah. with yeah. that movie. Wonder Woman DC hasn't had the best reputation after last year with fans and critics, so maybe you know they feel a little bit more pressure to show a little bit more. But I was actually impressed that they didn't even show us Ares. I was fully expecting They've us to see Ares. Yeah, Doomsday. I mean, yeah. you can say like you know they could have shown Ares, like they did Doomsday, and they didn't. And you know, I actually felt like they didn't show too much you know like i feel like they could have shown aries they could have shown maybe like the big battle like we still don't know like how this takes place what's the reason why she leaves man's world mm-hmm. you know like and yeah how does she yeah there's definitely yeah. a lot there that's we haven't seen like we've seen mm-hmm. two and a half minutes of a two-hour movie yeah um, so there's a lot there to expand and all i'm getting at is that i think i know what act one is act two is and act mm-hmm. three is mm-hmm. and i guess for any superhero movie you can kind of it's the origin it's you know the revelation and all right. this coming yeah. into new worlds and exploring your powers and then it's the fight against an old demon or something like right. that right yeah so that's maybe more of a trope of comic book movies that yeah. like that i feel like i know this movie yeah but just seeing it presented on screen like that it kind of I wouldn't say that it, it pushes me away from the film. I'm actually a bit more intrigued by it from this trailer. Mm, nice. um, I think just because I, I love when they, they do that with the, the music in the trailer. Yeah. Like you look back at all the really good trailers, they all have this music that draws you in. It becomes almost a character of the trailer. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's maybe not even part of the score. And like you go back to Winter Soldier, you go back to Civil War, like all these movies, they have awesome trailer scores yeah and that was one thing that sucked me in immediately like just that that slight i don't even know what instrument it is but it sounds beautiful mm-hmm. yeah and that that drew me into this and the action sequences are cool like there's a lot there mm-hmm. um, and there's not a lot to be negative about um, i'm not gonna sit here and kick the crap out of this because it's <laughs> not a bad trailer yeah. no yeah. by any means it, it's a good trailer and I just think it, like I said, it just tells a little bit too much of the story. Mm-hmm. But I, I kind of, now that you've said that maybe they need to tell a bit more of that story, they need to show people what this movie is about. Yeah. It'd be interesting to go back and look at some of the first Marvel trailers to right. see how much of that story they told. Go back and look at Cap mm-hmm. and see, like, did they show most of the World War II stuff? Right. And of course, I'm not going to show them going into, you know, future, the future or whatever. But maybe I need to revisit some of those because, again, we're, I'm at a point with the Marvel Cinematic Universe where I know exactly what's going on in the background and they just need to show us the characters, some funny moments yeah. and a bit of action. And that's all we really need. Cause like you said, we're going to go into these movies. So mm-hmm. maybe I'm unfairly judging this a bit for the fact that it showed a bit <laughs> too much or a bit yeah. too chronological. So that's something I'll commit myself. I'll go back and rewatch some of these. And that's maybe something we can expand mm. on yeah. a little bit later when we actually do see the film. Interesting point. Troy, yeah. what are your thoughts? I know uh, you said you liked the first half. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I still stick to that. I, yeah. I do like the first half a lot. Uh, the music, the score is great. That, mm-hmm. that build up. Uh, it's really cool how DC's, you know, titling their, their trailers, like origins. That's, that's, that's really cool. Yeah. I, I do yeah. like that. Um, some of the shots didn't work for me necessarily. Okay. Some of the sped up ones and the slow down ones didn't really work. The humor was flat. I, I feel like Chris, uh, Chris Pine, is just doing the same kind of thing and I was really hoping more mm-hmm. from him because I do like what he did in a, a recent movie um, I can't remember what it was called but Hello High Water Star Trek oh, Hello High Water was great <laughs> yeah and he did another one on the boat I can't oh Hearts in the Sea, Hearts sea. Yeah. yeah I do like those two performances of him uh, but yeah the humor was just flat for me the color looks cool I do see a lot of Zack Snyder going into this. I, I, I do like the the guitar crazy. Yeah. It, you know, at first, <laughs> first listen, <laughs> yeah, I didn't like yeah. it, but I do like what they're doing here. They didn't show the villain. You know what, honestly, as long as she's not finding a clone of herself, <laughs> oh. X24, come on. Then, um, then <laughs> Wonder this, Man? Yeah, Wonder Man. <laughs> <laughs> then uh, that's cool. And uh, the setup seems neat. And um, yeah, I, I'm really on board with this movie. Yeah. I, this is actually the weaker trailer for me. I, I get what they did, but I do prefer the first trailer from uh, Comic Con. Yeah. That was great. That's still a show for me. So I still do like that one more so. And um, yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's okay. First half is, is stronger mm-hmm. than the second half. Um, yeah. Can't wait to see it though. I'm getting a very vintage vibe from this film. Like, there, you see, like they're taking some of like the best movies in DC history, and they're kind of like playing homage to them. Like the scene in the alley where she stops the bullet with her bracelet is right out of Superman the movie. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and then I found the uh, battle scene where the I forget the Amazon's name, but she's like, you know, never let your guard down in battle. You expect the battle to be fair. I love that. Yeah, and then it's kind of like Batman Begins with yeah. Raja Ghul. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. Oh, oh yeah. man, yeah. That was nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I saw online someone was like saying like uh, never let your guard down. You expect the critics to be fair to DC Comics. Uh, <laughs> I thought that was great. Yeah. Well, I'll make a commitment right here. I know 
I know my reputation, I know. <laughs> but I will go in with an open mind. But I will be deadly honest. That's all you I can mean, ask. Yeah, you, have to you go in. You gotta. You gotta give your honest opinion. Yeah. And you know, I man, I'm probably blinded by DC movies, and I'm sure like you're probably blinded by Marvel Cinematic Wars, Universe like, and Star Wars. Like, you know, we, awesome, we, we, but... every movie has like some weak points. But you know, if you, if you really dig the characters and stuff, like a lot of times you look past them and you're just like, oh, whatever. As long as those weak points don't pull you out of the movie, that's yeah. my mm-hmm. my biggest. Thing I have to say about films is like the X24 thing pulled me out of the movie. Yeah. yeah. And it's as long as you can look past those things, those little errors or continuity things or whatever it happens to be, I think as long as that doesn't yank you out, like you look at, we're going to talk a lot about this on our MCU retrospective this coming month. We're reviewing Iron Man 2. Yes. Ah, that's right. And we're going to talk about a few things that maybe pull you out of a movie. But, you know, you were talking about Thor earlier, Thor 2, The Dark World the comedy pulled me out of that. That's something I like in the cinematic films, but the mm-hmm. comedy pulled me out of that. So I'm going to be fair to all these movies as long as something doesn't overtly pull me out of it. Doomsday pulled me out of Batman v Superman. Right. Superman and Batman pulled me out of Batman v Superman. <laughs> yeah. Jesse Eisenberg. Anyways, yeah. There's a, there's a, we're not going to get that. There's about 40 episodes. <laughs> every, every episode, Batman v Superman comes up. That's you know, true. I mean, it's the most talked about it. comic book movie probably of all time. Yeah, I think you subtly drop it, though. You, I, you, you brought the, it up right now. The <laughs> you brought it up by saying, let's review the Wonder Woman. <laughs> of course it's going to come out. <laughs> he killed it in Batman v Superman, Wonder Woman. Yeah. yeah she she stole, stole, yeah. She stole the show. Yeah. And I think, you know, I think uh, Gal's acting, you know, she's, I, I dug the lines, you know, I like how she has an accent because it makes sense that she wouldn't be like a North American or right. a European, like, you know, perfect English. Like she's from Israel and I think uh, Amazons are like around that area, like in, uh, yeah, in like yeah. the mythology. So it makes sense that her Greece. accent, yeah. yeah, I don't know, like, honestly, my geography is not that great, but uh I think, like, uh, Amazons, they said, were, like, around Turkey. So yeah. I think that's, like, close. Yeah, it's just north of Israel. Perfect. Right. <laughs> um, so, you know, that makes sense. And uh, I'm glad that they kept it, and I'm glad that they cast her. And uh... If she fails, though, if she can't carry this movie on her own, what does DC do? Do they reboot? Or not reboot, do they recast? No, oh, no. They keep her in They keep films. her in? Yeah. yeah. You think so, eh? I think, you know, if this is a hit, I, I picture a trilogy. Because she has so many, yeah. If if, if the movie's a hit, yeah, of course. But if she doesn't perform well, what what do you do? If she can't carry a standalone, that's just because what has she carried? Right, I I, and I like her, yeah, right. But she hasn't had much. Like keeping up with the Joneses, Fast and Furious. Fast and Furious. The only thing you could do is surround her with stronger actors, and she has a great which I think uh, they've done in this movie already. Yeah, Yeah. Chris Pine and uh, Robin Wright. Yeah, Robin Wright. Yeah, she's great. And Lucy Davis, friend of the podcast. All in all, though, I'm. Like I said, I, I, I think there's a lot more positives than there are anything else. I'm should, trying to grind through my teeth. Should we uh, watch this all together in IMAX opening day? Are we going to all be around in June? June, yeah. June 2nd, yeah. Yeah, we'll be around. Should we uh, make a commitment right now? I think so. Yeah, sure. Because the last DC film I watched with Tim was Man of Steel. What and that was it? the last DC film you enjoyed. And I haven't oh. even seen one with you. No, no, we haven't. Hey, I, oh, have shoot. we even seen a movie together? Yeah. Do you want to go on a date, no, Troy? No, me and you? Just me and you? We'll Dude, go to see a movie? No, Sunday, did Sunday see a movie for yeah, yeah. I saw First Awakens. Yeah, with yeah. us. Yeah, yeah with yeah. her. We had like 20 people. Oh, shoot. Yeah, oh, like okay. the whole theater. Oh, there you go. Because yeah. I'm not going to be around for Guardians. Oh, really? Yeah. So I'm going to be in Las Vegas. Oh. oh. I'm going to... I'm going to uh, get the uh, first day IMAX poster and sell it to Tim for twice the price that I paid for it. Yeah. Free. <laughs> I'm going to give it to him for a good review of Wonder Woman. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Building up that. Uh, Do hedging. the uh, Marvel way where you pay off the critics? Yeah. And, sure. Unless you're yeah, Iron Fist. Because it's working for Iron Fist. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. The first rotten thing ever from the MCU. Yeah, we'll see. We're going to review that in April. Of you guys, but yeah, that drops this week actually. Yeah, seventeenth. Yeah, yeah, I figured we'd give ourselves about three weeks to get through it, especially if it's a bit painful to get through. Yeah. <laughs> so we're not going to do a week of release review because those right. are just too hard to get through. Yeah. Come through twelve hours or so. And yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot of commitment. So we're going to wait about three weeks. I think that's kind of I was planning out some of the dates here for what we're going to be doing over the next couple of weeks. And there's cool. definitely going to be an Iron Fist slash Luke Cage type review that we're going to do. We never really got to Luke Cage, and I'll take the full blame for that one. Next oh, week we're going to be doing a full comic book episode here we're going to do a little bit of the news at the start but we're going to try to focus in quite heavily here on kyle's question because yeah. i'm really excited to spend the next week going through my trades and going through some of these arcs and oh, rereading yeah. this stuff like i'm super pumped for this <laughs> can't wait for that 
Kyle, you made his week. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Nice. And yeah, there's lots of other stuff coming down the pipe. We've got Star Wars Celebration coming up here in April. We're going to discuss maybe at some point a little bit of Empire's End with the crew here. Nice. We've got Rebels Twin Suns, so our after show airs every Monday on the same feed you're listening to right now. We're going to be reviewing the big Maul versus Obi-Wan throwdown right. this week. And then going into Zero Hour, I believe that's the last episode. It's an hour-long special, so Rebels ends in two weeks here. And with that, we'll be ending our after show until it comes back for season four. So we're going to be going down to one podcast a week and trying to supplement a bit here and there as it needs. We're going to have our MCU retrospective series continuing throughout the next 14 or so months. This month, we're going to be reviewing Iron Man 2. Look for that episode to drop here at the end of the month, either the 30th or 31st. Yes, we got lots of exciting things coming out of the Nerd Room over the next couple months, and it's going to be a really exciting time in the Nerd World, and I'm looking forward to the eventuality of the Last Jedi trailer. we got lots of collecting news to catch up on here over the next couple weeks, reviewing maybe a few of the Civil War slash Guardians waves. Yeah. Spider-Man Homecoming waves is going to be dropping here soon. Soon. And with Rogue One, the still book <laughs> dropping, we're going to be reviewing, to a degree, all those special features. We're going to talk about in a bit of depth when that does drop on April 4th, I believe, in the hard physical copy. And so we're going to be talking about that. So there's a lot of content and a lot we're going to be doing here over the next couple months. And we're excited to have you guys along for the ride. If you'd like to partake in the episodes, fire us your questions. You can hit us up at thenerdrm at gmail.com. Our Twitter handles are at the end of the episode. You can always comment on our Facebook or YouTube pages all right guys well it's been an absolute pleasure discussing all the star wars news and this brand new wonder woman trailer anyways gentlemen until next week for the nerd room i'm tim i'm troy and i'm sanjay and thank you for entering the nerd room and remember x23 marks the spot (laughs) this has been a nerd room podcast production you can find our hosts Tim and Troy on Twitter at the NerdRM and Troy the Boy87. Don't forget to subscribe to the Nerd Room on iTunes, Facebook, and YouTube. Just search the Nerd Room Podcast. Be sure to head over to StarWarsCommonwealth.com to find other podcasts on the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network, including Talk Star Wars, Generation X-Wing, Tumbling Saber, Rogue Squadron Podcast, and the Skyhopper Podcast. Follow the Star Wars Commonwealth on Twitter at SW Commonwealth and take your first steps into a larger world.